Welcome back to Always Evolving. I have a guest today who I met, gosh, over eight years ago. She was about 18 or 19 years old. I was working with a few of the judges on the show, The X Factor. Uh, that was one of Simon Cowell's shows, and I was life coaching some of the judges, and they had different contestants on. And one of those contestants, who I'm gonna be speaking with today, her name is Allie Brooke. And I remember her parents, I remember her, she eventually got put together in a big girl group called Fifth Harmony. Uh, I guarantee you that you've heard some of the music. And she's always just kind of been a bright light as I've seen her through the years. And I'm just really looking forward to her new book that is called Finding Your Harmony. And I just wanna welcome my friend and also an inspiration, Allie Brooke. Oh, thank you. Well, that was an awesome introduction. So thank you so much. I can't believe <laughs> that I'm here like with my book. It's kind of crazy to me. It's mind blowing. Yeah. What? Um, Because I haven't seen you in a bunch of years. I used to, you know, like we used to cross elbows. I know. Like, what have you been up to? <laughs> Well, you know, just sitting at home, just kidding. <laughs> um, so the last time I saw you, I was in Fifth Harmony. And uh, I uh, was talking to you about even being in that. It was a lot of, you know, craziness, a lot of amazing things and a lot of, a lot of lows. Um, but since then, you know, I'm obviously so proud of our work and what we did. And we did so much for so many people. We broke records and that was incredible. Um, but in 2018... Um, I transitioned into a solo artist um, because the group decided that, you know, it was time to move on. And so since then, I have been doing so much. Oh, my gosh, I have so much music out. I started my very first headlining solo tour and sadly it got cut short because of um, COVID. You know, we had to pack up and go. But I'm so thankful that I was able to have that gift of actually being on the road and showing people who I am on that stage finally for the first time. And then uh, I was on Dancing with the Stars and I've been around the world on my own. And I'm now in Atlanta, Georgia, currently filming my very first film, which I'm unbelievably excited um, about and proud of. And it's called High Expectations. So I've been doing a lot. <laughs> and you, because you got thrown into it very quickly, right? Like me. Yes. What what were some lessons you think you learned, uh, you know, over this period of time? What wisdoms have you taken away from uh, being thrown into, you know, being in the spotlight and thrown into situations that you have no control over? How have you managed that? Mm. Well, I I sure did endure a lot. <laughs> I endured so much in the group, and I open up about a lot of those things. Those insecurities, kind of feeling like I lost my voice, dealing with the ups and downs of the industry, of people's opinions, um, social media, online bullying, um, stress of situations like you said that you have no control over, um, the corrupt side of the industry and, and people trying to take advantage of me, exec executives doing inappropriate uh, things to me. It was a lot, you know, and I have a lot of tools in my toolbox, thank God. Um, for me, I really relied on my faith 
in my family, specifically my parents for guidance. Um, one of my, the, the managers, I became very, well, he wasn't a manager. He was like a tour manager in the group. I became very close with, he was someone who helped me and protected me as much as he could, you know, couldn't do a whole lot because of his position, but I really relied on him. And he is now currently my manager. He's part of my management along with this other amazing man named Charles Chavez. And um, for me, just having that freedom to now be on my own and, and write about all these situations that I've been through. And, and what my goal is with my book is being able to share my stories and show women and men and girls and boys that you can overcome so much and you have so much inner strength inside of you. And even in situations where you think this is impossible or my life's never going to get better, it will get better. And I touch upon so much about mental health and how important it is to have friendship and community and to love yourself. And there's so much power in that. Um, and there's so many different avenues that I kind of go. And so my book is obviously about my story, but it's also has a purpose. It has a spirit to help those who feel helpless and to show, you know, you may have a perception of, oh, she's an artist, you know, she must have a great life. It's perfect. You know, it's the glamorous life, but it's hard. You know, we, I go through <laughs> a lot and have been through a lot and it's my job to share my story and try to help someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I, I remember even uh, back because I was, I remember even after X factor, I was brought out one time by your manager when you were with fifth harmony. And I kind of, I, I went on oh walk and talks gosh, that's right? because parents oh, weren't all getting along. And like, again, it's, you have people who didn't choose to be together and you have parents who are all heavily involved. I love Jerry and is it Patricia? <laughs> yes, Jerry. That, oh my gosh, you're so good. Yes, Pat. Um, but Pat. Patricia. I thought maybe, I, yeah. I had, but I remember they were always so sweet. And like, for the listeners, like, it's, I, I find it so, it's so wild. Like, I just, for Allie, who I've only had good experience with you, where I'm like, you're the Thank girl you. I would let babysit if i have kids i'd be like yeah she could babysit i'd give her the keys to my you're, you give <laughs> well, the most you. <laughs> no you give the most trustworthy vibe right and I appreciate that and not mean or mean spirited and always Thank every you. time i ever interacted with you you were really had a positive spin not to say you didn't go through some hell with like everything that was happening around you in your life but your outlook was always positive. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, how is she gonna, how is she gonna get through this thing called entertainment and <laughs> and not lose herself? That's right. That is the million dollar question. <laughs> and you phrased all of that perfectly. And in this story, I show that, you know, and uh just staying rooted and grounded in who I was when the whole world was trying to take me away from that when I was being pulled in a million different directions, when I was told who to be and told that even I wasn't cool, I wasn't good enough, people didn't care for me, you know, the industry. I went through hell, like you said, <laughs> to be quite honest, um, and surviving all of that. And on the other side, 
thriving, Mm. you know, and that is the most powerful thing for me and beautiful. And obviously there were some amazing things that happened too, you know, it wasn't all bad, but it was a lot, you know, it was a lot coming to me at once. And I felt like the mom of the group and I really wanted to save the group and make everything uh, perfect and be one big happy family. And um, whilst trying to stay healthy and happy, and it was a balance. Um, but really what grounded me and helped me was my faith. Even in those dark moments where I thought, I'm not going to get through this. Well, tell, tell me why you thought you or got messages that you weren't cool. Hmm. Well, because one of the executives of my label said that, literally said that um, to me. And on, said, on, said what, like? Like I'm you and he walks in and you're in a meeting and he says, he's like, I want you to do something that made me very uncomfortable. Um, I want you to do something cause you're not cool. You need to be cool. Like very derogatory to me. And it was, uh, in a studio while we were playing one of our new records and I don't think anybody else heard cause it was over the music, but I heard and someone who has so much power over you. And also at the time I was, feeling so insecure already about myself, about um, about my place in the group, about what I had to offer and what was being, um, what I was allowed to show. All of that kind of crumbled my confidence and my joy. And especially with someone who has so much power of, over your life to say those mean things to you and to make you feel so small and insignificant, it wrecked me. Any ounce of confidence I had left was just gone. And it's like, you feel afraid too. Like, what is this person going to do to my career? You know, it's awful. And, and, and so like, what were you, you got feedback that you weren't cool enough, right? Whatever that means, right? Yeah. And then, and then, so that shook you, I imagine, because your career is also at the hands, how it works in entertainment, especially when you're a growing artist is they'll come in and they'll say, look this way and vibe this way and be this way. And this is the song we want you to sing. So sing the song, right? And it gets, it can get uncomfortable just because you're like, this isn't even, this isn't my harmony, right? This is not my harmony. Yes. And <laughs> because I really think this book that you wrote is so helpful because- Thank it, you. You've stayed true to, really how I look at Find Your Harmony is, finding your harmony is, Staying true to who you are and being authentic and what I call your yes. best self. And it's yes. it's how do you navigate life when you have big dreams and you have mm-hmm. big things coming around in your life, but then people, places, and things start to shake up your harmony, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. That you said it perfectly. Um, that was the biggest thing that I had to answer within myself, you know, when those doors were closed, when I had to lay my, my head to sleep, I needed to come up with those answers, you know, myself and how I wanted to carry on in this entertainment industry and in life. And, um, I had to navigate, like you said, and find a way. And sometimes even in our, our hardest moments and darkest moments, it's just about getting through the day. You know, it's not going to go away sometimes instantly. Sometimes you're going to have to adjust and learn how to cope with uh, anxiety or, or the chaos around you. 
but it's about who you are after all of that, you know, but it's possible. That's what I want to show my, my fans and people who don't even know me who the heck I am (laughs) is to say that I've been through some crap, um, as everyone has, but you can, you can overcome it. It's possible. Well, I want to talk to you about your faith and what faith means to you. We're just going to take a small break and, uh, I'm just going to, you know, read an advertisement from one of our advertisers. Uh, (laughs) Wonderful. And then we'll get right back to your faith. Okay. Your faith, you talk a lot about your faith being important to you. And what does faith mean to you? Mm. Man, faith means believing when you can't see it. And in many areas and, and faith is me relying on God and the Lord and Jesus to, to be with me and to um, take me through all the obstacles in life. You know, even when I feel like there is no way I will get out of this is knowing that there will be a way one day. And sometimes it doesn't look like what we imagine or what we pray for or what we ask for, but I believe God takes care of all of us and having faith, um, that you will see the rising sun again. And for me, it's also happened in my family where, for example, I open up in this book for the first time about how my uncle, he had a battle with cancer. I never had, there was never a cancer diagnosis in my family before. So I was shocked and completely devastated as anyone would be. And I was also working. So this was last year. Um, I was on tour. And it was a lot, as you can imagine, to juggle. Um, And, you know, even when the doctor said, you know, it doesn't look good, you know, we're not sure if he will be healed. We had to have faith that that he would be healed. And we as a family came together and we prayed. And he had to have a major surgery um, to try to remove. But there was no guarantees, the doctor said. So they were very upfront. And that was very hard to hear. But we had to have faith that you know, maybe there will be a miracle happening. And it did. And by the grace of God, I can say he's still cancer free to this day. It's amazing. That is beautiful. And so you, when you, I guess, first of all, that's amazing that he got through it and got to the other Mm -hmm. side. What happens for you when moments happen where people don't? Mm, Well, I've had that too. And one of that was, um, well, my grandpa, Paul, um, so on X Factor, I think you might have been there. My grandpa passed away, you know, and in those moments you feel tremendous sorrow and you feel so cold and broken and you just feel raw pain. And it's it's awful. You know, it's nothing but but horrible and and so sad and devastating. And that you just have to surrender and grieve and cry. And it's a process. But for me in those moments as sad as I am, or maybe even angry, like, why did he have to go? Why before all of my success, did he have to, to pass? I just have to trust that God had a greater plan and, and that he is now in a better place. Um, and that's what brings me comfort. And we're all gonna, you know, we're all gonna pass away one day. And when it's your time, it's your time. And that's when, again, I do lean on my faith for comfort and God for, for words of encouragement and my community, my community of friends and, and fans, 
to be that uh, beacon of hope and source of comfort. So what do you what do you feel like you talk about in this um, in this book that you never really did talk about? Well, that and then um, also I, I opened up for the. I think pretty much, yeah, for the first time about my choice to save myself for marriage. And um, for me, I was definitely, you know, <laughs> nervous to put that out. But also I was super proud. Well, let, me, well, let was, me ask you, were you nervous to put that out because you were told it's not cool to save yourself from <laughs> marriage? Is well, that why? <laughs> basically. Um, well, because you know, it's so personal and that's like as personal as it gets. So of course I'm a little nervous about that. Um, and I have like told some people in the industry and some people didn't believe me or they made fun of me. And that was not fun. That was humiliating, but I have to own my truth and know who I am and try to ignore that. Um, and for me, I wanted to share my values with my fans and say like, I I would never judge anybody just like I know, you know, they wouldn't judge me. And that was something that I wanted to share. And I'm, I'm happy that I was able to, to share that, you know, something so personal. And I know my fans will feel really connected to me. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, you're, I haven't met a lot of women in their 20s who say they're saving their self until marriage to have sex. Yeah. And it's hard. And, <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough road. <laughs> and and so, like, when you meet a guy, are you dating someone now? Um, no, I'm just kind of here. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're kind of here. So do you? I imagine though, this is. I'm just curious because you're a very attractive woman. So oh, I imagine you. when a guy when a guy takes you on a date, like you're a very attractive woman for whatever standards of like beauty today, you're a beautiful woman. Like, thank you. I obviously, that. like a TV show, you don't get on Dancing the Stars and get it's just the nature of it, right? So, you have a glow to you. So, I imagine it's got to be kind of interesting for you to date because guys, unless they completely respect it, yeah, yeah, like they got to know right off the bat this is the deal, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And it's been awesome because I found that people have been respectful, you know, and been like really kind towards that. And it's been really nice to know that. And obviously it's not for everyone. And I totally get that. And I would never just I love it. put Listen, that, but no, I not- you know why I love it? You know why I love it? I'll tell you tell why. I love it. Because it's you doing you. It's like, it's, I love people that do what they want to do, how they want to do it, and don't conform just because somebody else tells you how it should be. I always talk about the should police. It's like, <laughs> you should be this way. You should be that way. This is how it should be. This is not cool. This is, and it's like, at the end of the day, you got to do you and, and live yourself to the fullest. And I just love that you didn't break free from being yourself through a industry that is sexualized entertain you know like that pushes the envelope on all those things i just i think that's awesome thank um, you see that's so nice is feeling that that support and that respect that really means a lot because you never know how people are going to react to that um and also on the flip side i i feel like i can still be sexy and own who i am and flirty and sassy on stage if you see my 
performances and dancing at the stars. Like, yeah, I have that element to me. And, uh, you know, I think we should be empowered as women and as people to show who we are in whatever way we're comfortable with. And I am certain to not cross a certain boundary, whether it's with lyrics or with dance moves, but I'm still, you know, flirty and thriving and sexy, whatever I want to be. I'm curious in finding your harmony, right? Like, cause to me, it's like your authenticity. What, like when you say lyrics or dance move, what's your line, right? Like we all have lines on different things. Yeah. I'm like, and, and by the way, we change like over time. Exactly, we can be like, yeah. I, I said, I didn't want to do that, but then I did it. Yeah. But like, where, where do you find it? Is it like an instinct where you're like, mm -mm, or is it that you need time to process it? It's usually an instinct right away. I'll kind of know if like a lyric is too far. Um, you know, again, like I think being sexy and owning that and, and owning that in my dance moves and in my videos and, and being sexy doesn't always mean like being in like body suits and short shorts. It sometimes just means kind of owning what you are and owning your performance. It really has different, um, a different, uh, how do you say just, Colors, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, I'll usually have an instinct and it's awesome because, you know, now I don't have to go to a group and kind of say that stuff. I'm on my own and my team knows who I am and how fiery I am. But also, you know, that I'm sometimes like, I want to change this lyric. And they're like, yeah, I agree. Or they'll even say that to me like, yeah, we should change some lyrics before I even hear it. Um, so it's awesome, you know, feeling that freedom of being who I am, owning it and showing that to the world now. It's awesome. Why do you think you've been able to keep your values? Whereas like, how have you been, I understand your fan, you're close to your family, Yeah. but the fact that you didn't change who you are. I imagine you took, look, we all, in finding ourselves, we often try a lot of different addresses, right? Yeah. Like, we're like, let me try this. I, you know, cause we always want to do stuff new, but like yeah. what, when you say it's an instinct for you, is there a feeling? Is it a soulful thing? Like, can you give me an example when it's, when it comes up? Um, like, let's see, like if it's a lyric that kind of goes really into like the like sexual world that I'm like, mm, I want to change that. But if it's like something, you know, sexy or that can be kind of more broader and general then I'm like, Oh, I'm fine with that. You know, I think that's, that's cool. And, um, so that's for me when, when that happens, it's usually with lyrics and cause I'm in control of everything and what I wear. Um, but yeah, usually lyrics are the, the times that I'm like, Hey, let's rein it back. You know, and what what do you in terms of helping people do? I imagine you want this book to help others also find their harmony, right? Yeah, be their own authentic selves. Um, yes. And do you talk also about like how people can kind of do that? Oh, yes. I list so many different things, um, even in the beginning chapter. So I'll usually kind of share stories about my life and then towards the end of each and every chapter, give advice to the reader. For example, for some people who don't know what they want to do in life, in the end of one chapter, I'm like, you know, 
think back to what you you loved, maybe even as a child, that will help you, whether it's um, crafting mm. things with your hands or uh, forming a lemonade stand, is trying to help guide the reader in their darkest, well, some of their darkest moments and in their moments of just questioning, you know, I don't know what path I'm going to take. Um, and also when it gets into the more serious things like being faced in, uh, with rejection or being faced with loss or um, even I open up in one instance about a night where um, I was in Fifth Harmony and a lot was happening behind the scenes and a lot was going on around me that I felt overwhelmed and escaped. Uh, I just felt like there was no escape. And I got to a very dark place where I I just drank myself away. And, you know, it's fine to have a drink every once in a while. You know, that's great. I love that. I love my wine. But this was dangerous. This was not in a healthy way. And I was trying to just escape the world and use it in a very, very bad way. And actually, Will, the same person who's my manager now, I wasn't answering my phone. I was in a drunken fog. Um, I was completely out of this world, basically. And it was awful. And then he kept calling, no answer. I didn't even know. And then he ended up getting a key to my hotel room and opening up my door and finding me and carrying me. And I cried out to him and to God. And I said, why? Why is all of this happening to me? Why? My life's never going to get better. Things are never going to change. I'm never going to find hope. I'll never be happy, you know, because so much was happening around me. And he was just there to speak truth over me in life. And it was awful because I, I ended up throwing up all over my room and becoming very, very sick. But in that moment, I learned a, a true lesson. Um, and I share that in the book. And I try to help people guide through their own dark times, you know, and relating it to my story. Um, that's very important. Mm -hmm. Like, it sounds like um, you... It, it, and do you talk at all about the scenarios that were going on or do you kind of... I don't really touch upon it. I just kind of tell the reader that there was a lot of different things happening behind the scenes and things building up after the other. I do give some examples of, of you know, the um, that execu those executives making me feel uncomfortable and then a lot of online bullying, body shaming. You see a lot of that. And then I think I do say that there's stuff going on behind the scenes too, but um, it was just well, so much like, at once. You know, I actually, I actually um, a lot of people, and I've worked with artists where they just blame everyone and everything, right? Like there's no, um, there's no like taking the high road. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, let me call out everyone and name them. And, and by the way, everyone has their own reality in life. But I mean, I... Yeah. I think it's actually pretty great that you don't really dig into the details around that because I that's just drama and it's actually taking away it's taking the high yeah it's taking it, it won't make you feel good like yeah it it doesn't none of that feels good and to be digging into that is actually not evolving because you're just yes exactly and on top of that I just didn't want any of that to overshadow my whole entire story things about my family and things that came to pass in my family to my faith to all the lessons that I learned and carried with me I didn't want that to overshadow that because it's too important you know and too special yeah. and sacred to me so yeah but I I'm glad that I was able to at least kind of share my personal journey and story through it and 
be real about the things I did go through and that not everything was perfect and rosy. And I had to, you know, climb those, those mountains to get to where I am now. But I know that feeling. I know what people go through when they feel like the world's crumbling around them and like there's no mm. way out. What, um, what are you going to be doing for now that there's no book tour and like press is funky, right? So what, what's a way for uh, listeners who buy the book to stay connected to you? Well, of course, you can follow me on social media on at Allie Brooke and all that. But we're actually formulating something really cool right now. We're actually putting it together. But basically, I believe there will be some sort of book club where I will be able to read to people and have interaction with them because that's so important to me is people and connecting with them. Like I thrive mm. on the road because I get to meet my fans in person and talk to people. And I love one-on-one -on -one interaction. Sadly, we can't do that right now, but we have to think of other ways to do that. And that's something to look forward to. And I just love people. So we're going to make it work one way or another, but that's, that's a way. Cool. Well, I have, I have some ideas too. I'll, we'll talk to your managers offline, but I have some yeah, ideas, you know, like I've had a few books. So I have some yes. ideas of what I got going on. That could be cool. Cause I love, I love, I've always, I, I don't know. You're always thinking back, even with you when you were whatever it was 10 years, gosh, seven, nine years, ago? Seven, seven years or eight. Dang it. 2012. Yeah. Eight 2012. Years. Wow. Yeah. Eight years ago. Um, I just always have wanted you to win. I've always thought you were thank you, Bear. Um, kind. Oh, like, thank you. And you never really changed your vibe. I mean, I'm sure you went through all this stuff, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I want you to win. I think people like you, their 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 material is authentic. Mm -hmm. um, I think when somebody goes against the grain and does what's right for their values. That's when they lead. I think in the mm. long, in the short run, in the short term, people are always will make fun of it. Yeah. They'll think it's not cool. They'll think That's it's right. lame. I've gone through that myself, trust me. And then <laughs> in the long term, it with it can sustain itself and That's it's happier. Right. That's right. And, so, and I'm thank you so much. That seriously means the world to me, especially from where what I've been through and where I am now. Thank you. And that's right. And I'm seeing the benefits now of all that, you know. And um, that just means the world. Thank you, Bear. You got it. Well, thank you for coming on Always Evolving. This is Allie Brooke. And pick up her book, Finding Your Harmony. And I'll post about it on my social media. You don't want to miss it. I dig it because it it, it it goes in flow with my brand. I was like, as I started to do this, nice. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> so thanks for coming on Always Evolving. Thank you, Bear, so much. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Always Evolving with me, Coach Mike Bear. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on social media, Coach Mike Bear. And I have my Tuesday empowerment group at 5 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday. It's free to join. Just go to CoachMikeBear.com. And until then, keep it magical and be free and be inspired and be loving and kind to others. All right. Bye.